It is episode six of Pudgy Daddy, and it is installment number three in our Men of War series. This week, I'm entitling our episode, Understanding Your Mission, um, and it's relaying to understanding your purpose. And I think so often, um, by the way, you guys like this orange shirt? It is really bright. Like, I, I have my video up, and normally I can kind of watch everything else going around, and this orange shirt is just popping that, and this glorious beard I've got coming in. You got you lumberjacks eat your heart out. Um, thick beard is not my purpose. Um, anyway, understanding your purpose, understanding your mission, and I think so often that a lot of us, and I, I want to say especially as men, but I, I don't know how accurate that is. So, women, if you're in a place where that's something you struggle with, to uh, take these words and and you can still apply them, and um, that's up to you. But I, I think from my from my perspective, my experience with as as a man talking with other men is there's a really, really big struggle when it comes to uh, purpose and understanding what our true call is as a man. And I think so often that we as men try to validate ourselves, validate our purpose with the amount of things that we've done. If we can look at, uh, I, I bench pressed or I've squatted more than more than anybody else or I've made more money than anybody else I've got more cars or toys than anybody else or uh, just the things that we've done um, then we we feel accomplished and, and I think sports is a really good analogy with that is uh, most men are, are connected pretty deeply with sports and sports are driven by stats the better your stats the better you work and so I think as men, we kind of we kind of turn that around, and that's how we live. We, we look at our stats, and I think that even when we look at salvation or we look at our worth as it comes to living a life of, um, I hate I hate to use the, the purpose-driven life analogy, but when we look at, at ourselves and we judge ourselves on a life that was lived with purpose, we have this idea that when we die, we're going to stand before stand before the Lord and he's going to read off a stat sheet and that stat sheet is what's going to uh, gauge how well our life was learned, right? And so, um, you know, whether you grew up in church or you've come to faith later in life, whatever the case may be, ultimately we get to um, where the, the thing that we strive for is being able to stand before the Father and hearing him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, I think that's something that we've all thought about at some point. And, and again, I think that we have this idea that that well done is going to be predicated on our stat sheet. And I would even venture to say that it, even if we're someone who has um, spoken about our faith and um, expressed our faith publicly, and there are those that we can say that we led to the Lord, I this is just me speaking, so um, I can't point to a scripture that backs it up. It's just my, my, my sense is that I think that there's even going to come a time when we have to stand and give account that 
that number as it pertains to the number of salvations that we can take credit for um, will be irrelevant. And when you look at uh, the scripture and it talks about, you know, there's, there's salvation and they're getting to heaven is one thing. But then it also talks about um, what the Bible calls uh, the Bema, and it's the it's the great judgment. And that's where even as believers, we'll stand before the Father, and that's where we will give account to every word we've spoken, um, all of our actions. Um, and yes, there's grace, but we are still going to have to give account to um, the life we lived based on what we were called to. And so... Um, that's one of those things that's really, really encouraging to me, but it's also really, really terrifying to me because it makes me take a step back and, and ask myself, what, what has my life accounted for? And as we've done a couple of these videos, I, you know, I, I've talked about some of the disappointments I've had in my life where, um, you know, at one point, you know, I just assumed that I was going to join the military and that, that didn't happen. I, I wanted to be a teacher. That didn't happen. Um, and, and even not later, but kind of that, the whole that whole season of wanting to teach, and um, one of the things with with Ashley and I when we got married, one of the reasons actually why we got married was we both felt this um, this draw to full time ministry, and we had planned to be missionaries. And for those of you who don't know, we went through that process with um, with the assemblies and um, had even gotten a placement, and for whatever reason just felt a check in our spirit that this isn't where we're supposed to be and although we felt that that check was from the holy spirit there was still a sense of disappointment and um, that's something that we still talk about and, and actually it's um it's kind of ironic that this is the the segment that we're doing this week because ashley and i had a conversation one night earlier this week about purpose and where she is in her life and she got a four-year degree and um, just had always assumed that she was going to be in ministry and She just assumed that she would be married to a pastor or a missionary, and I mean, tough luck for her. She ended up, you know, having to settle for this. Uh, you see that too, don't you? This uh, this chiseled, chiseled body that came straight from the granite that that was carved out of and making millions of dollars, and she's got to settle for that. But it's a hard life, <laughs> and um, it's obviously a joke. And but just talking about how life didn't turn out the way she had always thought that it would and and so now while she thoroughly enjoys teaching the kids and being able to homeschool and be their their main source of ministry for the day there's still a disappointment and there's still this um, letdown that you think that God has called you to something and his plans were just different than ours sometimes and there's that's completely okay my father-in-law has said many times from the pulpit and I, I've always kind of fallen back on the idea that you know a no is just as good as a yes when it comes from the Lord and We've had our share of no's that have been devastating at times, but it's forced us into a place to where um, our reliance on seeking the voice of the Holy Spirit is so much more crucial to our lives now than it was um, even four or five years ago because we've come to the place of understanding that um, what I do with my life has to be predicated on being obedient to Him. And it doesn't matter how how well I do, how successful I do. These uh, these rock card abs mean nothing if they're not furthering the kingdom and they're not. Um, what are six pack abs ever going to be used for the kingdom? <laughs> um, 
anyway, um, if the gifts that he's given you um, aren't being used for the purpose that he called you to, then they're worthless. And so what I want to do is there, I'm getting ready to transition over to a short video um, that for me has been one of the most impactful things in my entire life. Question, what are you called to do? Ask that question because we won't be judged according to what we did in life, but rather what we were called to do in life. Imagine with me standing before the throne of God and a scenario like this occurred. Evangelist Anderson, come forth and give an account of your stewardship on earth. Evangelist Anderson, I, I'm not an evangelist. I, I, I'm an accountant. I, 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 I had an accounting firm. I had an evangelist Anderson. Where are the 347,566 souls I called you to impact in Asia, son? Where are they? I, I, I'm, an, I, I'm an accountant. I, I had an accounting firm. I, I, I help churches. I help ministries with their, their, their finances, son. Where are the 347,566 souls in Asia I called you to impact? Son, where are they? Had you sought me, had you sought my face, I would have revealed this to you. And everything in regards to that man's calling was burned up before the judgment seat of Christ. Accountant Jones, step forward and give an account of your stewardship. Uh, Accountant Jones, I, I pastored for 35 years. I, I had a, a membership of 750 people. Accountant Jones, I called you to the marketplace. Had you done this, you would have significantly impacted two people. You and those two men would have helped churches with their finances, and those churches would have impacted 751,321 souls. If you would have sought me, I, I would have revealed this to you. And again, in regards to this man's calling, everything he's done in life would be burned up before the judgment seat of Christ. Sister Smith, Come forth and give an account of your stewardship. I only raised three children. I, I never preached to, to nations. I, I never even been on a, a missionary trip. I, I only tried my hardest to raise my children in your way. Seventy-nine thousand five hundred forty-one souls 
those three children impacted. You sought me and you heard my voice. You were obedient to my call. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So remember, in regards to the calling that's on your life, you won't be judged according to what you did. You'll be judged according to what you were called to do. So I went back and watched the video again and I watched that for the first time probably four or five years ago and I am incapable of watching that video without being completely overwhelmed with, um, I don't know what the emotion is. But I think I get overwhelmed because I think about the time that I've spent chasing things that don't matter. And not just things, but chasing callings that weren't mine and chasing whatever it is I thought that I needed to fill a void. And I think about at the core of it is, is disobedience. And I can say it's fear. I can say it was good intentions. I can say it was whatever the case may be. But I have to realize that at some point when I stand before God and I give account for the things I've done or not done, my excuses don't matter. Um, and I think about my kids and I think about, um, I know I post about them a lot and I, I, I tout on them a lot, I know I do, but I'm so proud of them. And I think my my biggest, not concern, my, my biggest priority with them is to make sure that they're seeking the Lord and to make sure that they are leaving their hearts open, that um, that they're obedient if nothing else. And um, every night when we pray, and most of the time I, I do our, our prayer at nighttime, and every, every time when I tell them pray, um, just to give them the, the opportunity to lead our family in prayer. But one of the things that I always pray, and I know sometimes it's repetitive, but it's about building the foundations and speaking those foundations in their life is, Lord, I pray that you would draw them close, that they would know you, that they would trust you, that they would hear your words, and even as they even as they sleep, that you would speak to their hearts and that they would be obedient to your words. And I think that that's become so important to me is because I want them to know that I don't care if they are megastars, I don't care if they, um, if no one ever knows their name, I don't care if they serve in the military, I don't care if they're teaching, I don't care what they do. At the end of the day, I don't care if they go into full-time ministry. Um, obviously there are things that I think would be great for them and I see those talents, but above all else, I don't care what their life course looks like, so long as they're being obedient to what the Lord has called them to do. For me, I've come to the place now of all these years later, and I have worked in ministry, and I have I've done a lot of the things in some form or fashion that I wanted to do, but I've 
had to realize that the calling that the Lord has put on my life um, is in the marketplace, and I have had far greater influence and a far-reaching impact in my marketplace and in my my secular jobs, um, doing working in laundry and chemicals than I probably could have in ministry, especially if it's not what God called me to. Um, and I'm so thankful for that now, and that's why I do these videos, is, you know, it's just like in the video, the, the guy who was the accountant, he said that you're, you're called to impact two people, and the people that they impacted was accountants, right? And I think that's where I come to now, is if one person watches one of these videos, and it sparks a change in their life, I get to stand and account for that. But if I speak to 5,000 every week and it's not what the Lord called me to, then it's all for nothing. And I get so overwhelmed when I think about it too. And this this is geared toward women. This is why, man, I'm so passionate about speaking life into your, into your wives the way I am, is that I think women, it's so easy for them to get dismissed or for them to dismiss themselves. And maybe I should have re uh, released this on Monday when it was International Women's Day, but it's the same principle as that. Ladies, like, God has called you to great things. And maybe your call was to be a stay-at-home mom and to teach your kids the way of the Lord. And if that's so, and then at that time when you come and you stand and count to hear those words because you poured into your children makes life completely worth it. And every sacrifice you made completely worth it. Um, and it's for men too. And I think that's why for me, seeing men who are sitting on the sidelines, and I've done that again, that's speaking about that, I've done that. Um, you're sitting on the sidelines and you're trying to figure out what's next, what what to do here, what to do there, what did I miss, what did I stop, stop. Seek the Lord, pray to Him, speak, and allow Him to speak into your heart and listen to Him and, and be obedient. And if that means if you hear the Lord telling you, John, I've called you to the workplace. And speak your faith in the workplace. If you're in the workplace, if you're making six figures, seven figures, whatever, and the Lord, you believe in your heart, is telling you to pack it up and to join the circus. I don't know. God, do it. Just be obedient to it. Um, there's so much freedom. Ultimately, all of our freedom, everything that we that we have in our lives that has value comes down in our eternity comes down to our willingness to be obedient and to be um, ridiculed if need be, to be criticized if need be, um, to not have anybody watch or click our stuff if need be, if it means being obedient. And so that's my encouragement to everyone is seek the Lord, um, trust where he's put you, <coughs> excuse me, trust that it's where he's got you for the season and if so then give it everything you have and if it's not then, then find a way to get where it is that you believe he's called you to be um, we will give account for these things and um, just like I said earlier it's something that's so incredibly encouraging and exciting and it's absolutely terrifying at the same time because we have that we have to give an account for it and I think that the Lord honors our, our obedience even
our success or failure, right? He, that, that's up to him. Uh, you know, all the times we're called to sow and work and to plant seed, not once are we called to reap the harvest. That's his job. Um, don't measure yourself on what success looks like to you. Measure your, measure your yourself. Measure your, your success on whether or not you can. Feel like you can stand before the Lord and, and honestly say that you were obedient to where He put where you felt that He put you. Um, that's what it's all about, guys. That's what understanding your mission is about. That's what knowing your purpose is about. It's about being obedient and setting away, setting aside the fears and the excuses, um, and not letting anything get between you and the life that He's called you to. So that, that that's my encouragement. I pray a blessing on you. Um, I pray that you found freedom and release and encouragement in this and um and that's our episode for today we will be back at the end of the week with the um next to last installment um and it's called the fog of war and i think um i'm really excited about it. it's one that i've been the most excited about so uh we'll see you guys on friday with that one and until then we'll talk to you later